मुजफ्फरनगर so you know we loved all of all three of these books and especially diwali in muzaffarnagar because it's diwali it's a collection of short stories about small town india and it really brings to life characters that maybe you wouldn't encounter if you're living in cities um it also won the sahitya academy award and on this episode we speak about that book and his most recent one which is the machine is learning yeah and it was recently long listed for the jcp prize um very well deserved long listing because it covers contemporary workplaces romances like no other book in indian fiction right now um i just loved the way he covered you know artificial intelligence and the way it can actually take over our lives very soon so in this episode he gives us tips on you know how to read like a writer how he even navigates having such a busy schedule in his day job and writing and what about reality really motivates him as a writer actually because he is writing about very realistic things and believe it or not he actually reads 15 books at a time yeah that's that's crazy i don't know how he does that but if you want to know how he does that um how the idea for the book came to him um you know his how his life you know in a corporate job affects the way that and the themes that he writes about tune in welcome tanuj thanks michelle Welcome Tanuj we're really really excited to have you on the podcast um you know we have so many questions to ask you but before we get into that we would really like you to tell our listeners a little bit about your most recent book uh the machine is learning which has been published by pan mcmillan hi uh thanks tara uh so it, it's it's a book that i have been working on for the last 3 uh, years ever since uh, diwali in muzaffarnagar was published and it's a book Uh, that i have long wanted to write you know a book about work uh, and what it means to work in the kind of uh, you know corporate culture that exists in uh, some of the big global cities uh, it is set completely in bombay although the characters do travel to various parts uh, in india so that's machine is learning as the title suggests it's about machine learning and uh, how that technology plays with people's lives you know it's interesting because the protagonist is somebody who is facilitating this machine learning that's going to render people jobless and that's sort of the whole question or the conflict around you know the book is centered so it's really interesting because i don't think that i've seen a book um, like this about work before Uh, but both Michelle and I really, really loved um, your collection of short stories. So, um, if you could give our listeners a, a little bit of context about those as well, that would be great. So, Diwali in Muzaffarnagar, my uh, collection of short stories, uh, it came out in early 2018. You know, although although the title itself mentions the name of the place, Muzaffarnagar, and I belong to that town, and uh, you know, more than half of the stories in the collection have some connection with with Muzaffarnagar. Not that they are all set in Muzaffarnagar, and uh, so so it, it's it's a collection of eight short stories, and uh, I wanted to probably 
do a lot of things with with those eight stories so there are you know different forms that i have tried out there is there is a story that is uh, a single sentence over 6 7 pages then there is a story in which uh, uh, all paragraphs are a single sentence long so so it, it appears like something that is told in bullet points and then there are these very uh, you know what you call a standard sort of story with no hijinks uh, just just the story being told very very simply so i'm i'm quite happy with the way it turned out uh, both in terms of the critical reception and how readers are uh coming to it but coming back to your book um you know the most recent book machine is learning why did you pick the topic of artificial intelligence yeah uh so this book in you know in fact is set not in the near future or or even in the present it's actually set in the near past and it's set in a very historically pinpointed uh sort of location you know this is 2017 2018 uh when artificial intelligence or machine learning these technologies are coming to india in a way that industry can use them and uh, i think it is important for fiction to address the ethical concerns of artificial intelligence also and, and more so in india because uh, whatever we say of the west despite trump despite uh, boris johnson uh, politics in most of the uh, western countries is still i would say to a level where faced with the ethical dilemmas of technology whereas in india or in in fact in most of the developing world uh, when these technologies come you don't know how they will be implemented how far uh, uh, you know you know they will go what the consequences will be you know if if there can be an american novel about artificial intelligence i think the time for writing one about india is right now also uh, but more so because india might not have the political awareness or the regulatory frameworks to control technology yeah and tanuj we really like the way you address that in the novel i mean our near future seems really grim i mean reading your book and reading uh, you know samit basu's book really gave us the creeps tara and i were discussing about surveillance and uh, you know like we just have a normal conversation and just the next day you see these uh, you know ads that pop up on facebook or instagram that are you know directly related to your conversation which is very creepy and you have addressed that in the machine is learning as well so we really like that tanuj so that brings us to our next question um like you have explored you know reality as it is tanuj of course you have exaggerated it but you know you have like explored contemporary workplaces and even the you know the dating world with tinder really well So, what about reality? Really motivates you as a writer, Tanuj? I mean, reality is all we see, right? We cannot see anything that is uh, not real. We cannot experience anything that is not real. So, in that sense, we are constrained in terms of our objective experiences, at least within the real framework, right? We all experience gravity in the same way, and you know, see colors in the same way, and so on and so forth. Uh, and it's it's true that uh, uh, you you could classify the machine is learning as a realist novel. uh i haven't felt very actively the need to use fantastical elements or uh, or you know some element of science fiction in my work till now but i am fascinated by these techniques and you know these uh, you know th- these could be looked at as techniques these could be looked at as genres and i'm fascinated and i'm an avid reader of uh, uh you know such books as well and i can't really say where i will go as a writer but as of now uh looking at the political moment we are in in this country 
I I think so much can be done that I don't feel the need to 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 sort of go in a different direction right now. So I think uh, for the next five, six, ten years, I am going to remain a realist or a, even a social realist, so to say. You know, I I like that. And you really bring those stories alive, uh, you know, especially in your short stories. Um, I felt like I was there with the characters. You yourself are from Muzaffar Nagar. You also have a corporate job. You went to IIM. So how much um, of, you know, yourself is in your work? This is probably the autobiography question, right? In in a, in a certain way. And... Uh, I faced it a lot when Neon Noon came out and there I think uh, because I was teasing the reader into believing that this is me, I couldn't blame anyone. I was actually inviting the question. With the third book, The Machine is Learning, because I also work in insurance just as the protagonist of that book does, I think uh, that question has come back. Is my life the same as Saranshi's? Again, the answer is no. Did I ever do a project like this? The answer is no. And and I would say that I am not an autofiction writer, you know, in, in the way that, let's say, probably Meena Kandasamy is. And I, I love her work, uh, you know, uh, in the way that probably Ben Lerner is. Right. I personally um, love that genre of autofiction. And I recently read Meena Kandasamy's book, uh, which was really fascinating. So that's where the fascination came from. Yeah. I was wondering that, you know, do your uh, close friends or family ever find themselves in your book and do they ask you about it? Like recently, my short story was published in uh, Out of Print magazine and my mother happened to read it and she told me, oh, people won't think this is fiction, you know, Michelle, they might think this is you. This brings me to Salman Rushdie's uh, uh, introduction to the edition of uh, Midnight Children. And in the introduction, he had said what happened after Midnight Children was produced and uh, uh his his parents apparently saw themselves in it and they were angry with him and so on and so forth i think it it can at times be difficult for those around us to see semblances or resemblances of of them in in a writer's work and it can lead to some misunderstandings but i think the maturity has to be that this is after all a work of fiction even when you set out to write someone exactly like they are you fail right right and uh, what was fascinating to me is that um, you're obviously um, a writer but you also you know, as you said you have a day job um, and you know you're very much steeped in this corporate atmosphere as well so how do you juggle both hats? What is your routine like? That's a tough one for me to answer. I I am never able to look back. You know, I, sometimes you should see me when I'm holding my book in my hands, you know, any of the books. I'm amazed that it exists. You know, of course, I remember when I wrote it, but I have no actual vivid moment that I can recall about writing the book. Uh, I can't tell you, did I write it in the mornings or in the evenings? I just don't remember. It's not something that sticks in my mind. And that is largely, I think, because uh, I write whenever I find uh, some time or some hours. And I, I think that I have the, you know, like the material to take the story, story forward. And at times it just becomes impossible not to write, right? And uh, those are the moments of the hours for me and they can happen anytime. I you know, I've written late into the night, overnight, 
uh, early in the mornings, afternoons, every possible time of day. Uh, by default, of course, most of the writing would happen during weekends because that's the big island of time that I get. For example, you know, the, in this pandemic, I have hardly written anything. I have written one short story uh, in the last four months. I have not progressed on any other thing and I'm completely fine with not writing. I think people make a big deal of you know, writing every day or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think it's fine if you're reading every day. You, you know, you're devoting some time to to your craft, to, to what you like. I think you're fine. So uh, what are you reading right now, Tanuj? What is keeping you going through the pandemic? I am reading, uh, I don't know, 15 books, probably. I'm reading this novel, Mustache, by S. Harish. Who, you know, it's it's a Malayalam novel translated in English. I think it's going to win every prize this year. Uh, so there is there is a novel called The Survivors by Gurdial Singh. It's a Punjabi novel translated into English. And then there is Javier Maria's Your Face Tomorrow, Volume 3, which I'm always reading, actually. I, I always open it at any page and just read a paragraph. It was really interesting learning about your routine because, you know, I also write very sporadically. You know, I just whenever I find time, I manage to write. But that also makes me wonder, how do you go about plotting your book, Tanuj? Because especially the machine is learning is uh, clearly, a you know, well-crafted, well-plotted book. So when you actually access, you know, the book at different times of day or, you know, not ready with a routine, how does that work out for you? Yeah, Michelle, I'm I'm changing. I think uh, you know I started publishing my first stories in around 2012, 2013, and I was a very slow writer then. You know, I used to write uh, 3,000 words in a single night and then want to publish them the very next morning and therefore send it out even before having a decent chance to edit. I usually had no idea what story I was telling or what story I had ended up telling. And all of this was very spontaneous, coming straight from the gut and so and so forth. I have, you know, in the last seven, eight years changed uh, into someone who's a plotter, a schemer, you know, who, who takes a lot of time in uh, in setting the building blocks in place uh, in terms of the design of a, of a story or of a, or of a larger book or a novel. So, so some of my work, in fact, happens on Excel. So six, seven, eight years ago, I used to ridicule the idea of plot and so silly and so stupid I was because uh, I think plot is everything. You know, plots have become sort of very central to my idea of creating fiction now. I, I just hope I have not gone too much into the plottiness of things. I hope I, I'm trying to rein myself in. So I'm, I'm reading a lot of stuff that I placed or published in the early years. And trying to retain some of that part also, you know, like of, of being a flow writer, of being able to write three, four, five thousand words in a single night. So what are some of the books that you read, um, you know, while you were writing Machine is Learning, um, you know, to think about, to help you think about plotting? I was watching some shows on TV. And there was one show that uh, uh, that kind of informed some decisions in the book. Uh, that's Netflix's uh, Mindhunter. And uh, the one trope or the one one angle that I picked up from the show was that, you know, the, the show is about two FBI agents who are traveling uh, across the U.S. and they're trying to meet serial killers, etc. But I took from it the fact that these are two men uh, who are traveling for work, you know, 
and one is young the other is slightly older more experienced and therefore a bit jaded and that stayed with me because that was the point when i was grappling with the idea that you know i want to write a book about work it has to be about machine learning but how do i start it or how do i go about it and mind hunter i remember watching this first one or two episodes and i was like okay this is what i'm going to do this is going to be two men who are traveling for work and one is going to be a bit older the other one is going to be the narrator and the protagonist and that's what that's what started me uh, you know and uh, gave me the philip to to sort of start with the first chapter and finish it very quickly so yeah it's it's not a book that caused machine is learning it's probably the show that led to uh, it writing it that's a very unusual i would never have thought that that would be your influence i've watched the show too and i really really enjoyed the show we found out that you started writing um at 23 so how did you come to writing what was that journey like and when you were growing up as a child had you always been writing did you keep a diary i i sort of grew up in an environment where money prestige and you know the the general things are sort of a priority getting out of muzaffarnagar and becoming something uh, that was always the agenda in my growing up years but my family's understanding of it was that education is going to be the path that that makes this happen and so whatever uh, interests i had in terms of reading uh, in in my early childhood years they were allowed they were inculcated if i wanted to buy a oliver twist you know someone would buy it for me they would not question that you know it, it's not a course book it's not a curriculum book why are you trying to read this and so i had these normal phases that i assume uh, kids growing up in uh, delhi mumbai and the bigger cities also did which is reading hardy boys which is uh, you know reading nancy drews while i was growing up in uh, in muzaffarnagar and it was only after i had reached iim amdabad you know and so i i felt that i could take a take a deep breath you know like i had done what my studies could do for me and uh, i remember clearly that it was the third trimester in iim amdabad when i decided that i'm going to read some books now and i used to go to the landmark store in amdabad and you know stay there for 4 or 5 hours and read read whatever i could find and that's when the idea and i was also writing some poems then really gibberish and uh, you know bad poems that i have deleted since i just i was taken back to my uh, you know childhood i wanted to be a writer from very early on and i used to read uh, goosebumps back then goosebumps by rl stein i remember um, borrowing those books from the library and then i liked sydney sheldon nancy drew atara which were the books that you used to read in school actually it's funny because um, even i you know when i was a kid i think i must have started reading around 5 uh, at around 5 years old and i always wanted to be an author so anybody asked me you know uh, what do you want to do i said uh, i want to be an author and then obviously i became an editor and all of those things i don't know if i'll ever be an author um, it's not something i'm exploring right now but i read a lot of uh, you know the normal books uh, that kids read and it's interesting that you know we all sort of have grown up on a diet of you know all these western books like hardy boys and enid blyton and we really um liked your short stories and uh, we know that it won the sahitya academy award but uh, you know talking about just the form of short stories which do you really prefer writing more do you prefer short stories or is it you know the long form that appeals to you and we do know that uh, you know some stories from your collection were published online before 
like for example Diwali in Muzaffarnagar was published in the caravan so you know how does that really influence um, the way you approach the short form the novel exhausts me actually and i get frustrated with the novel form i've tried it twice uh, not very satisfied with both uh, attempts at the form you know i i'm not talking about uh, the stories in your noon or the story in uh, machine is learning and how readers will react to it i think there is still something in the novel that i don't grasp completely and part of me actually blames it uh, on my schedule you know like uh, i think the novel form requires a discipline and commitment that is probably slightly higher than what i can give uh, given where i am uh, in my life right now i want now to write fatter novels you mean uh, like anna carolina that fat <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, reaching even 350 400 pages will be an achievement for me. So are you working on something right now? I was working before the pandemic, you know, like I had uh, finished writing what I thought was the first chapter of this big fat novel and somehow I've not been able to write during the pandemic. I think it's the general anxiety of losing a job or possibility of losing a job and then therefore working harder to retain the job i think that's gotten into me over the last 3 4 months and i haven't been able to go back to that project i mean that is understandable and especially you know with the pandemic you know especially in the beginning many people were saying you know there's work from home there's more time to be productive you know what you said felt very personal to me because i was finding myself being much less productive or less able to create because uh you know you have this fear in your head so maybe you have more time but that fear is so much more present in your head um but coming back to your process you know you're also the editor of the bombay literary magazine and you have been for a long time so i wanted to understand you know um uh, how does being an editor help you when you're writing your own work i think if if you only read very awesome fiction all the time uh what you can take from it as a writer reduces over a period of time because you're because you know you read two awesome books or two great books you read the third one in close succession and you can't be awed all the time right uh and so there is lesser and lesser that you take away from it it is the books that make mistakes the bad ones so to say that really tell you more about writing fiction right uh, i think it's just a way of reading that you sort of inculcate uh in yourself so that's that's what i like doing and uh, that's that's mostly how i have learned you know like uh, uh might be the case with most indian writers where i think we don't have a culture of uh, mfas etc i think that's a gap that bound uh, probably is filling but that culture still doesn't exist right we we don't learn writing uh, or fiction or poetry or anything and it's it's from our reading that we have to grasp techniques themes and even larger concerns and tell our own stories i love that answer because you know i consider myself a professional reader because i work as an editor and i remember when i was just starting out um, you know i wanted to find out how does one become a better editor and i did a couple of informational interviews with uh, people who were nice enough to give me the time and they just said you know um read more read as widely as you can read every sort of genre everything that is out there and i really like what you said about picking up the things that writers miss because it really does make you think in a different perspective so reading critically um is such a lovely skill 
to have but i often find that you know uh, what ended up happening is that uh, whenever i read for fun i'm applying those same lens that same lens to the book i'm reading for fun and that sometimes does disrupt disrupt my reading process yeah yeah same here tara and sometimes i wish i can detach myself from that from that analytical side to just you, have fun you read for fun i mean i'm just curious because i am unable to read for fun anymore <laughs> i compartmentalize so what i do is i i i literally have books which i read because i want to know more about you know the style and the craft and then i just have books which uh, you know i'm like this is my entertainment so tara what do you read for entertainment i'm curious actually oh, i don't uh, know so i read a lot of books with female protagonists mostly um and i read a lot of dystopia so i so samit basu uh, the chosen spirits one was something that i would have read for entertainment um then i'm reading this book uh, about hemingway's uh, one of hemingway's wives which is called the paris wife but i think you know that does reflect a lot on our tastes um, as well because i think fun is very subjective So um Tanuj uh, you know we also know that uh, you conduct uh, writing workshops and that's something that uh, Bound really loves to do so I have had so much fun conducting writing classes I mean I learn so much from you know the participants so I wanted to ask you Tanuj do you really think um writing can be taught you know I mean is it really helpful uh, for students and what has your experience been like teaching the craft I think details can be taught uh I was quite amazed when i when i unlocked this in raymond chandler uh, who is a who's a mystery writer american mystery writer and uh, he has a very he has a very very simple template for sort of introducing a character he will describe your face your headgear or your hairdo then your clothes and then your footwear right and i was because i put in so much effort into reading i was able to decipher this template of his Uh, what struck me not that he, was the fact that not that he used a template the fact that uh, you know he used the template again and again and again and it it took some effort to figure it out so there are very very simple techniques that are hidden in very complex works of fiction right those can always be passed if you have a teacher what you cannot of course teach is sensibility uh, you cannot teach the a certain way to look at the world which is a fiction writer's or a poet's way of looking at the world uh you know and it it works the other way around as well there are great craftsmen uh i know who you know who have written good books of fiction poetry etc but who who are who do not look at the world with a sort of sensitivity that you would attach to a writer okay i i don't because this is a very very subjective opinion there's no point me naming anyone but uh, that also happens so i think there are aspects of writing what goes into the day to day uh, of it and what goes into the technique of it how to read and what are the hacks i think some of the technical hacks can be can be taught to everyone uh, there remains still something mystical about it which i think cannot be imparted that i think uh, yeah that that can't be taught if you don't have that uh, you know hunger in you to learn more it just it's not going to happen right because the moment the class is over it's done and unless you revisit the points or unless you keep reading it won't really help talking about teaching um i wonder if this is something that uh, you know you have come across because i as a female i really doubt myself when i write male characters honestly so you know tara and i were talking about jyoti uh, the character in your book and we really liked 
uh, the way you created her. So was that something of a challenge? And is that something that, uh, you know, you have encountered students struggle with? I don't credit male writers creating very believable female uh, characters or vice versa. I think it's uh, it's just something that has to happen. Uh, of course, you know, uh, me writing a novel that is 250 pages about the experiences of, let's say, a woman who's pregnant, right? And and her talking about her body experience and how, how it feels like to carry a baby inside her. I think that goes into the zone of appropriation. I think sometimes it is uh, as easy as, you know, replacing all the he's with a she, you know, and that's how you create a female character. Sometimes it's as easy as that. I was on a panel last year at the Kala Ghoda with Amrita Mahale and uh, Keshav Guha, and this question came up there as well. And that's the answer I gave. You know, sometimes it's just as easy. You know, money, prestige, sex, these are motivations that uh, are not very uh, clearly, you know, different uh, for for genders. Of course, you know, between genders, there is, there is a power uh, sort of uh, equation. Uh, there is history to it. There is patriarchy. And of course, those things have to be, whenever needed, they have to play a role in your fiction, in your stories. But gender in and of itself sometimes can be very easy to handle, right? And uh, we should not overcomplicate it also is, is, is one of my feelings. You know, I, I don't pat my back for creating Jyoti in a, in a very good or a plausible or a believable way. And I will not kill myself if she is not very believable. Yeah, I think uh, that would be very helpful for our listeners, uh, Taruj, you know, for aspiring writers. Yeah, I mean, it was great. So now we're going to move into a section that we call the rapid fire round, uh, where we hope your answers will be rapid and short. Oh God. Okay, okay, I'll try. So which of your three books is your favorite? The Machine is Learning. The last one is always the favorite. Okay. What do you hate about the writing process? The first draft. If any of your stories could be adapted for the screen, which would you choose and why? Good people. I, I really like that story of yours too. Yeah, that would be great on screen. An overrated book. I think Shubhangi Swaroop's Latitudes of Longing, I think it's very overrated. Um, so writing or your day job? Writing. Mumbai or Delhi? Delhi. Creativity or technical accuracy, which is more important in writing? Technical accuracy is more important because without it, there is no evidenced creativity. Typing or writing on paper? Writing on paper. Your favorite Indian contemporary authors? You can name two. Meena Kandasamy, I think she's, she's something else. Anjum Hassan. Thank you so much, uh, Tanuj, for being on this podcast. It was very insightful. I certainly learned a lot. Um, you know, I got a lot of insight into your process. I love finding out. Um, I mean, it's an absolute pleasure to get inside the mind of an author to find out how it was done. And I think you gave us a lot of insight. So thank you so much for that. Thanks for having me again. That was really insightful, Tara. Like writing the novel exhausts me too. Like, and that's one reason why I haven't been able to finish any. Hopefully I will. And that's one reason why I haven't been able to start any. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. 
but uh, yes on our next episode we're speaking to Tara Kaushal who is the author of Why Men Rape um you know she goes undercover and she finds out why these men commit these sort of acts she looks at it from an academic socio political anthropological point of view um and some of the insights are really really important i really think that everybody out there should read this book Definitely the book was really thought provoking so i'm sure you guys will pick it up and please let us know what you think of it when you read it as always we are at bound podcasts and at bound india on instagram facebook and twitter so until next time 